And as I approached being, you know, turning 50, there was a lot surrounding that. I mean, it was right before the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. I was feeling like, you know, my nest was empty and I was kind of feeling like, is this it? Is this it? Is this going to be, I mean, I got a long way. I got a long way to go. And if this is it, ugh, what am I going to do? So what's up sisters? Welcome to the period whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Bria Gad, your guide through the messiness of perimenopause to help you through healing and into weight release and energy gain. And today I have an extra special episode for you. Have you ever found that when you start trying to make changes, you suddenly get overwhelmed? Maybe it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose, or you just can't seem to get the traction that you want. You don't know where your motivation is. You don't understand why it feels so overwhelming, so confusing, so hard. I know that's something I have experienced over and over again, and I hear it from you guys too. Well, you're going to love this episode. I have an incredible woman on here. She is the host of the Redesigning Midlife podcast and your accountability partner, a motivational coach, a certified personal trainer who will entertain, educate, and encourage you in midlife and really teach you to stop focusing on the cans and start focusing on the cans. Welcome to no one other than Leslie McShane. Welcome, Leslie. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And we're recording on a Monday, and it's been a great Monday. Yeah, it week. has. I'll say it that. is. I love. You know, I love your energy. I always love your energy. You're so positive, and I think although we can't always be positive, I do think perspective and mindset goes a long way. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Now you do so many amazing things to support women. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you thrive in midlife and how you came to to really help women with this piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you don't know about a thing until you are in it. And (sighs) as I approached being, you know, turning 50, there was a lot surrounding that. I mean, it was right before the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. I was feeling like, you know, my nest was empty and I was kind of feeling like, is this it? Is this it? Is this going to be, I mean, I got a long way, I got a long way to go. 
And if this is it, ugh, what am I going to do? So at this point, the pandemic has started. We were all at home and I just, I needed to do something. I'm, I'm in freelance. And so my work dried up quite a bit and I had a lot of time on my hands and, mm. um, I was kind of like, well, what would I do a podcast about? And, you know, you, you're gonna focus on things that you're going through that you're dealing with. And I was dealing mm. with being in midlife and all the midlife issues. And I did a little market research. I talked to some of my friends and they were kind of like, yeah, we feel pretty, pretty overwhelmed by this phase of life mm. too. So, so I started the podcast and uh, talking about midlife issues. And as an athlete myself, I found that I gravitated toward talking about um, health and wellness and taking care of your fitness and nutrition, as well as your mind during this mm -hmm. time of life. And uh, it kind of, you know, it kind of took off from there. I became a certified personal trainer. Um, I found oh. that a lot of my experience as, and being an athlete and being a coach of athletes, I found that I was able to motivate other women to start to take care of themselves in mm. midlife if they haven't yet, because, you know, if you don't start taking care of yourself and in, in 10 years, are you going to have the independence that you want? I mean, envision yourself in 10 years and you haven't started taking your care of yourself now. What are you going to be able to do mm -hmm. realistically? So those are the things that I talk about. And I have found a lot of passion in, in working with women around those issues. Real quick, sister, a huge focus for me at the beginning of my perimenopause and hormone balance journey was making sure that I'm getting a good amount of really clean and micronutrients in my diet every day. And that's when I knew that I had to check out Organifi. I actually had a friend who was always on top of her gut health and always had so much energy tell me about Organifi a few years ago and she swore by it. So I wanted to check out their greens powder and it's a pretty amazing nutrient dense hormone supporting drink. It's organic, com vegan, complete with adaptogens and 10 plus super greens. And when you drink it first thing in the morning, it packs a huge punch against afternoon cravings, energy dips and really sets your gut health up. And there, like when it sets the gut health up, up, it really creates the foundation for your hormone support for each and every day, reducing the stress in your body. I love their original flavor. I just shake it over ice with 25 ounces of water in a shaker cup, and my body really begins to crave it now. It's my favorite. So I wanted to make sure if you were just looking for a way or a simple way to max out your micronutrients to support your hormone and gut health and get that energy like I am, go to Organifi.com and use code BRIA for 15% off of any item in the store. They don't just have greens, they have a huge selection of other amazing items, including a hormone-specific drink that you can enjoy at night, especially if you have sweet or salty cravings, to make that difference. So again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use code BRIA, B-R-I-A at the discount code at checkout for 15% off any item in the store. You won't regret it. Those issues. Oh, I love that. And I think it's the more we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes around midlife, sure. right? And so I'm, I'm so grateful that you do talk about it. And 
when you're talking about this prioritization of self, I think this is a really big piece that we all struggle. We hear it, we see it written on t-shirts, you know, we see it all the memes and everything out there. But what does that mean to you to begin to prioritize yourself in midlife? Well, everybody knows they need to prioritize themselves. Everybody mm-hmm. has a plan to do it, but you just don't do it. No, you know, unless you are uh unless you are specific about carving out the time, mm-hmm. the time isn't going to be there. So it's very it's very important. I mean, at any age it's it's important to prioritize um and prioritize yourself, but in midlife uh, specifically, you know, we have been, we have been working for others. We've been taking care of children. We've been doing our job. We've been working towards retirement. We've been somebody's wife or partner and someone's daughter and taking care of them. And, you know, we get put last on the list mm-hmm. all the time, uh, to the point where, uh, we aren't able to we aren't able to do for others like we'd like to because we are so depleted. It's so important to prioritize yourself at least for five minutes. You know, it doesn't take hours, but if you're able to do something for yourself first, I always say, take care of yourself first, first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so you can take care of everybody else. So if you're, if you get up, um, I say, Drink a glass of water before you drink your coffee in the morning. You might not think mm-hmm. that that's prioritizing yourself, but that is prioritizing your health and mm-hmm. getting benefits that you might not even be aware, you know, be aware of. Get up, um, meditate first thing in the morning. Come back to yourself. Still, get still and quiet the noise around you mm-hmm. so that you can go about your day. Um, set intentions for your day. Make sure that you put yourself on your list of intentions so that you don't get lost during your day. And it's, yeah. you know, 10 o'clock at night, you're falling asleep on the couch and you're like, oh, well, there goes today. I guess mm-hmm. I'll take care of myself tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's very, it's very important to just, just take five minutes. And if you can build on that, then do 10, but yeah, it's just start with five and then build up from there because it is a practice. Prioritizing mm-hmm. yourself is a practice that you have to get good at. Yeah, I agree. I love that. And I actually think, you know, a lot of the things we run into in midlife when we have prioritized everyone else first above us is that we don't even know what makes us happy to fulfill ourselves in this self-prioritization pocket. So then we don't do it. But I think what you're saying here are really simple things like being still and, you know, surrendering to some silence or meditation first thing in the morning. These are kind of the first steps to allowing you to rediscover that part of yourself. Is that what you're saying? They get that? Or even rediscover yourself. I mean, we go through life. I mean, we started out as an individual, but we are given... We're given titles along the way. We're so-and-so's mm-hmm. daughter. We're so-and-so's mother, so-and-so's mm-hmm. uh, partner. Um, and we lose sight of who we are and mm-hmm. we get to this place. And this is why a lot of women suffer with an empty nest because they have been somebody else's something for so long and mm-hmm. lived their lives through other people that, like you said, they don't know who they are anymore. And Mm -hmm. this is the time that you have to, you have to be still 
and ask yourself the hard questions, strip yourself of the titles and come back to who you are and remember what you enjoy to do, the things that are important to you, the things that make you happy um, Mm -hmm. and what kind of legacy you want to leave. Yeah. I love that without tying your worth to the things you do to other, exactly. for other people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love that so much. So when we know that, you know, and I should just say, I think another powerful part of stillness right now is that, and why it's such a great tool is because inside of us is so much chaos with these hormonal shifts. So the stillness is a really beautiful way to balance some of that out and swing your pendulum. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you're knowing you're, you've, so you've reached this midlife time you know that you want to make changes and that you should make changes and that's your path, but then you go to start doing it and you get hit with a lot of overwhelm. What is that? Can you talk more about that? I've heard you talk about this before. I think it's so powerful. What is that? How does that hold women back overwhelm? Yeah, I I think that, um, we all get overwhelmed. Um, mm-hmm. overwhelm is powerful, but at this time of life, you know, I talk to women about taking care of their health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems, that seems big and that seems charged. And I talk to a lot of people on the podcast about, you know, how best to do that. And everybody I talk to is like, well, you should do it this way and you should do it this way. And this mm-hmm. is the best way to do it. And think about this and this causes this. And, you know, when you're putting together, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go on this health journey. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get educated, but then there's just so much, there's so mm-hmm. much to learn and so much available. You're like, where do I even, where do I start? I mean, what mm-hmm. is the number one thing I should do? And there are so many things and so many avenues that you feel stuck. And a lot of times when we feel stuck, we just give up. We just stop. Mm -hmm. We don't do anything at all. Yeah. So, so, you know, getting through this overwhelm, you just have to, you have to be easy on yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to give yourself some grace and you have to know that you just have to do one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You start with one thing. You don't have to start with all the things. Mm -hmm. All great trips start with going down the road for the first mile, and then you go another mile, and then you, and those things add up, you know, until yeah. you finally get to where you want to be. Yeah. So, uh, be easy with yourself. You give yourself grace. You start with one thing, um, and you start with an easy thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start with a hard thing. I mean, <laughs> you can say, "I'm going to run a marathon." That's one thing, but you can't just say that you have to start with, I'm going to go run for 15 minutes and maybe I'm going to run for five minutes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you just have to build until you, you, you aren't overwhelmed anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I love that. You're right. And, and sometimes this, I don't know if you agree, but this this concept of overwhelm, it's really overarching like an umbrella. And underneath it, we see, you know, things like fear of failure, or you mentioned imposter syndrome earlier. Like we can get sure. overwhelmed by our own fears and the things that are getting in the way of us wanting to make these changes, you know, and, and specific to health and wellness, which is sort of what we're talking about. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we live in a, we live in a world of social media now. So we're we're mm-hmm. scrolling and we're looking at people who, you know, we're comparing our uh introductory chapter or chapter 1 to somebody else's chapter 20. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh we're looking at these people who who have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And you're also looking at their highlight reel, you know? You're yeah. looking at the best parts of them and and all you see are the worst parts of you. So it's a, it's, you know, it's a solo journey. You know, you can take mm-hmm. inspiration from other people and you can try to want to be where other people are, but you should never compare yourself to where other people are. Compare yeah. yourself to yourself. Compare yourself to how you were yesterday. Yeah. How, that's really, how, really how powerful. You since you, yeah. That's right. That's a really powerful step for overwhelm. So taking, so compare yourself to who you were just to yourself and also just taking one step and make it an easy step and and maybe celebrate that step, I guess. Is that part of what you focus on? Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to, to celebrate. Um, Mm -hmm. you have, you have to set milestones for yourself. And once you get to a milestone, you know, recognize that you, that you made it that far. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be big. Um, and you can't be reliant on other people to celebrate for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to celebrate yourself, however that is, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be disappointed if you're always waiting for other people to celebrate you. So you have to celebrate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So for, for someone who's, you know, was, as an athlete, did uh-huh. you struggle with your health and wellness as you kind of entered into this midlife time? Did you have struggles there where you had to re-motivate yourself or start with one thing? I have always been a gym rat. I've always been, I've been a cyclist for many, many years. So it has been Mm -hmm. so ingrained in my life. I've never lacked for motivation to do that. Of course, my body has changed Mm -hmm. uh, over my life and my uh, ability to compete. I mean, one of my things is, it's kind of like, I'm not as competitive as I used to be. So that's one thing Mm -hmm. that I have to work through. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm trying to remember what your question was because I went off oh. on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's, it happens to all of us. We'll call it menopause brain fog. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hello. No. <laughs> Got a lot of that going on over here. <laughs> no, when you were like, did you have any specific, so, you know, I know you, you help people specifically in, in health and wellness and motivating them that uh-huh. way. And, and that's something you've been strong in your whole life. Did you notice any shifting in your midlife with your health and wellness goals where you had, where you had to start over and feel overwhelmed or because it was ingrained in the beginning, was it always solid for you? You know, it's always been there for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's always been more of my place to motivate other people to, to get moving. Um, Yeah. I, I have always prided myself on being fit and Mm -hmm. I enjoy feeling strong and I want everybody to feel that way. Everybody can feel that way. They have the power to be, to feel that way. They yeah. just have to decide and do it every single day. That's yeah. the thing. You have to put in the work. You can't just say you're going to do it and then do it Monday and then maybe next Monday and Wednesday. You have to set a plan and you have to take care of yourself because as I get older, I I know that I'm ahead of the game by mm-hmm. 
having been active for as long as I, I have been. Yeah. Um, and I will enjoy uh, probably, you know, some freedom of movement where other people might not if they don't start taking mm-hmm. care of themselves. So I'm of the mind that, you know, start working now toward your life in 10 and in 20 years, because yeah, whatever you do now, however you invest in your health and wellness now is going to pay dividends in 10 and 20, 30 years. We got a yeah. lot of life to left to live past midlife. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think, you know, probably part of this motivation, you know, you were saying at the beginning, like we kind of come into midlife and I think a lot of us get motivated because we're finally at a point where we're so uncomfortable. We need to change. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, I, you know, we're having that, we're almost like challenged to change. And that usually lights a fire for a lot of people. So if someone's coming into midlife, they're, you know, they're struggling with feeling motivated and they want to make health and fitness changes. What, what do you recommend is the one, the first one thing that they do, or do you have a process that helps them understand Mm. that? Mm. That's a great question. Um, because I am fascinated by motivation and what motivates people. Mm. Um, you know, there are two types of motive. There are two types of motivation. There's intrinsic and there's external. So, you know, I offer external motivation to people all the time. You know, this is why you should get moving benefit that you're going to have, you know, and people listen and that works, that can work for a while. That can get somebody fired up for a day, two days, three days. And then a lot of times it's like, they need more. They need more. It's like a drug. They need more motivation. Yeah. Motivate me. But what you, what you have to develop over time, you know, if you have enough uh, external motivation and you're, you're moving, you have to build toward being able to motivate yourself, having intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation and intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation is where you have uh, a reason why you want to do this thing. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing is to figure out why you want this thing. Why do you need to, you know, lose some fat? Why do you want to mm-hmm. gain more muscle and become more flexible or have more balance or, or eat better or what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to play like the why game with yourself. It's kind of like, okay, mm. well, I have a surface. Why, why? Because I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Because, mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to be going on vacation in a couple of weeks. Well, why do you want to lose weight? Because you're going on vacation. Well, my, um, my grandkids are going to be there and I want to be able to spend time with them down on the beach and run around with them on the sand, you know? Mm -hmm. So you kind of dig down into what the why is. So you have your, you know, you have, this is the thing I want to do, but then you have to dig down into the why. And once you really know why you want something, Mm -hmm. then you're much more likely to be able to motivate yourself to do it and to get there and to, you know, develop a habit of what you need to do to get there. Yes, I love that. I think I've that's, that's a really powerful um method that you gave us there. So it's like when you know you want something in order to shift into the in, intrinsic motivation or the internal motivation at you know follow again follow that bouncing ball of like why why why. And mm-hmm. another Keep question I was given once. Yeah, another question mm-hmm. I was given once that really 
you know, helped me get there faster. Cause sometimes you're like, I don't know why, you know, or you're a little lazy in, in your responses <laughs> yeah. Yeah. was what happens if you don't, what's the plan? If you don't, like, if you don't lose that weight, what, it, what does right. that look like for you? And sometimes I right. think that can also help you get to that point um, of realizing, cause I think a lot of midlife, you know, and cutting through the overwhelm is really, it sounds like really finding that intrinsic motivation so that you can keep mm-hmm. going so that you can do yeah. the darn thing. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the key. Uh, you know, yeah. start small and do one thing, do one thing again, and then again, and then see kind of what mojo starts to flow mm-hmm. once you start doing that thing. And then, then it becomes a part of who you are. And when it becomes mm-hmm. a part of who you are and who you want to be, then there isn't a, any question of what you're going to do. Yeah. And is there a time frame around that you would say? Like, is there for when you start one thing, is there a certain amount of time before that thing starts to become who you are typically? You know, everybody's journey is, is different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do they say? It takes like, I don't know, 70 something days of doing something every day before it becomes a habit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Does does it really? I don't know. I don't know what the scientific study is is for that. I just know that you just do it. And then yeah. when it happens, it happens for you. Yeah, that's a good, I think when you do it. It's kind of like saying, change. how long is a piece of string? I don't know yeah. how long is a piece yeah, of string. Yeah, that's a really good, no, that's a good question. I think you're right. There's. It's going to vary because I think change requires energy. So when all of a sudden the habit you're trying no longer takes energy, it's just innate in you. I think you know you're there at that mm-hmm. point. And then would you say yeah. that's the time to layer on another habit? Like if if the end goal is, you know, if the big crazy goal is a marathon. And so the first one thing that you start with is running for one mile, you know, would the next, once you, once that becomes comfortable, is it then you tack on your second mile? Is that that next step in the process? Sure. I mean, it, it's kind of like you don't want to reach one goal and then you start start another goal. You you do want to stack. You want to have it mm. stack a little bit. So once something becomes kind of familiar um and you know that you are going to do it, then add a little something to it and build it that way. And this is okay. a very common way that people say that you, you know, you build you build habits. Um So like my morning routine, I get up. The first thing I do is, is meditate. Once I got comfortable with, I have to do that. Then I added on, well, then I'm going to sit down with a piece of paper and I'm going to write down five things that I'm grateful for today. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stack that. And those two things are going to live together. And then once I started doing both of those things, then it's kind of like, okay, and now I'm going to set my intentions for the day. Under mm-hmm. what I'm grateful for. And then you become comfortable doing, and that becomes your block. I call it my morning routine. And it was all about building habits of each thing that I stacked on top of each other. Yeah. So they became one thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know, my morning workout is in there, uh, you know, um, setting my intentions. Uh, being grateful and and meditating. That's my morning, Mm. every morning. I love that. And can I ask, do you still get overwhelmed? Absolutely. I think, I think that is, I mean, 
overwhelm is an emotion. Um, just like worry. It's kind of like if you are, if you're that freaked out, if you're that overwhelmed, it it is it is an emotion. It's it's one of those things that you have to you have to quiet from the top down. We we've talked before about, you know, a, a child having a tantrum. And yeah, uh, you know, you have to quiet the tantrum before you can get to the root of the cause. And the same is yeah. true with overwhelm. It's kind of like mm. you have to you have to calm the overwhelm before you can get to the root of what is overwhelming you and what yes. steps can you take to start working through it? Because you can't, you can't work through it all at once. You have to take it piece by piece. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. So we've heard it here from Leslie McShane, <laughs> how to address overwhelm, how to stay motivated. I love that. Pick one thing. These are the things that I'm really going to take away. Pick one, start with one thing, make it easy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I called it, you know, I called it, you know, following the bouncing ball, but what was the term that you used when it goes to reverse engineering or going back to. It's called the why game, you? the why game, the why, why game. It's almost I like you can, that. it's almost like when, when your kids, when your kids were to- toddlers, but why, why is the sky blue? Well, why? why is that? But why? Yeah. Just keep working That's backwards and, and asking uh, yourself why. And it yeah. may take a minute. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you might have the answer just right off the top of your head. You might have to stop and meditate on it. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Take it. that time for you. Oh, yeah. I love that, Leslie. Well, thank you so much. How do our listeners learn more from you, find out what you have going on? What is the best way to connect with you today? Well, thank you very much. And this has been so much fun. Um, all of my all my stuff can be found on my website, and that is lesliemcshane.com. So, you know, my podcast is there. Uh, I have a blog there and then links to... Um, links to other things that I'm working on and some that are in the works and I won't mention them because they're not quite live yet, but everything will be at the website. So you can go check me out there or find me on Instagram at lesliemcshane.com. I'm just kind of living my midlife life there, my midlife life there. Wow. That's hard to say. Yes, (laughs) you are. And I will say just watching your Instagram is motivating. So check out Leslie, go follow her now listen to to the redesigning midlife podcast it is really special and motivating and it really talks about all things midlife so thank you so much leslie for being on i can't wait to connect again soon thanks all right sisters appreciate it yes all right sisters go out and be more in your life and not just less on a scale we'll catch you next time Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.